Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mi gente! Estamos aquí! Spanish Hockey presents! It's Risa and Oscar and Risa and Oscar and Meow and Muggsy, my apples. That was so beautiful. I'm going to make you intro all the episodes from now on. Because that's how it sounds when... The fact that the boys got to miss this? Mm -mm. Well, because sometimes when when Carlos or Tony do it, it's really fast. It's like a locotor. And I'm like, I don't... I can't do that voice. Legitimately, for sure. Yeah. But I love it. Hi, Riza. Hi, Oscar. It's just the two of us today. How are you feeling? I'm good. Um, Just, you know, sweaty. That's pretty much the feel for today. I like, I feel like it's getting hot. And then like when I want it to be hot so I can tan, it's cold. But then when I don't want it to be hot, it's hot. I don't know. I just need it to get hot, hot. Because I want to get brown. When does it get hot hot here in LA? Like September, right? No, 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 no. September, it starts getting cold again. No! Lies. Oh my god, no, yes. Hello, I remember way. I remember I remember like um um like yeah because okay it starts getting hot in like June, July, August. Okay, I'll give you July, but in June it's still cold. You no, don't say that. My pool party's <laughs> in June. Sorry, right? But it does. no, that's why I push my pool. A lot of people are like, I'm confused. Your birthday was last week, but oh your pool party is like whatever. And I'm like, yeah, because I needed to put it in June so that I can freaking um, listen what's it's it los angeles it's a, listen it's cold means like like what low 70s in los angeles like yeah that's we're gonna cold. be fine at the pool party we're gonna be fine we still are gonna be able to swim in the pool but the hottest days of the year for me really September. are always september's that's interesting yep I feel like August is really hot oh august but, yeah august is bad but it doesn't get yeah. hotter for me in september yeah. is like the apex of that I mean, it's like, well, imagine I I go to Miami and in August or July, it's fucking like so much hotter and humid. Oof. So maybe that's where like my head also. Uh, I like, see. Yeah, because that's hurricane season too already. So then, yeah, it'd be hot. It'd be Ooh, hot out hurricane. in the streets. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Gross. I know. Today they just announced, I think, the first storm. Does it have a name? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't look at it. My sister thread, they were blowing us up, blowing me up while we were in the middle of a... <laughs> Our interview mm, earlier, I see, so I, I didn't really so look at it. I just really, kind of gotcha. Yeah, I, okay. I skimmed through it. I skimmed through it. My my mm. my 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 ADD was like, hmm, look, just look really quick. What's happening? <laughs> you're, you're in the middle of an interview, but look at it. Like, just to check what's going on. Is it important? Nope, nothing. Yeah. Um. Anyways, how are you? <laughs> I love that little experience of like uh, knowing what's what's it like to be in your head. Oh, you know, um, I don't, I don't like to read reviews i've said this before especially in the beginning i remember the podcast i was like really like anxious oh reviews for the podcast you mean yeah Uh. and um and so uh i went because i had to literally take some screenshots to send to someone for an email for us or whatever for sap so i went and like took some like screenshots whatever and one of the like third or review was like uh, we love SAP, ta-da, whatever, or something. And then it was like, um, although sometimes when Risa speaks, I think that my podcast what like is going like faster than it's supposed to, but oh it's God. not. And I was like, honestly, that is the perfect like thing to say about me because I get told all the time to slow down or like speak slower in English and in Spanish. And I'm obviously more fluent in English, but I don't know what it is. I think that it's is part so of the Miami. Funny. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I never think like you're you speak too fast. Maybe just because I've I've known you for so long that I've just gotten mm-hmm. accustomed to the way that you speak. Yeah. But I think I think I speak very slow. I'm like the complete opposite of you. Like, I feel like my thoughts take so long to get through that I just speak. I'm like, I feel like I'm a turtle. Uh, Do you know I don't think I mean? you speak slow. I think you definitely. I mean, I think all of you guys speak slower than me for sure. Just because <laughs> because I just feel like I'm at a like 10 times 10. I don't know why. But again. I, 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 that's just, you know, I'm, I'm always like, mama, mama, mama. that's my brain. But yeah, I'm like, uh, some, like I was saying earlier, I'm like, I feel like I've been talking to my brain and myself so much more. Like mm. as I walk around my home, 
And then like my cats look at me and I think they think I'm talking <gasps> to them. Wow. And they're like, oh, what I are see. You I see. I and I'm see. like, no, 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 no. Don't forget to go do this. Like I literally had to do like a to-do list in my brain and say it out loud today. But anyways, <laughs> enough about my brain. Should we get into this? Pika, Pika. Oh, yeah, you have introduced a Pika for us today, and I'm very curious <laughs> to find out what it is. So um, please. Yes. So this is actually inspired by um, a couple people that I'm, I'm, I know and like similar situations uh, that have happened now during the pandemic and before. Mm-hmm. But I thought um, it would be interesting to talk about, which is when your friend, maybe like one of your best friends or close friends is also friends with someone you don't like. I said earlier your enemy like as like an aggressive choice, but like like, you know, like uh, somebody that maybe maybe your best friend is fucking somehow became close to that one person that you can't fucking stand. And then you got to see them every time because they always want to invite them maybe or whatever. I I don't know. It doesn't have to be someone that you don't talk to, but it could also be like someone que like te cae tan mal because I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but like that has happened to me where like. I have a friend, right? And then, like, we'll go out or, like, I'll invite her. Oh, like, hey, like, let's go out. I'm going to meet up with this one, so-and-so, whatever. And then they somehow always have that tag along or whatever. And then it's that. You know what I'm saying? It's and that like, tag along is not your friend. And that tag along is not my friend. And I didn't invite that person. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean it in a bad way. But, like, that just changes. I mean, saying tag along, uh, you know, we can. But it, but it does, though. But But here's the thing, though, like. You know, like, I'm not saying that, like, when I invite someone, that doesn't mean that nobody is out. But, like, sometimes it's like it changes the flow. Oh, of course. Of every, you know, every single person is different. And it changes the flow of the vibe of the night or the Mm -hmm. event or the dinner, whatever. So, um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. What do you have? You like? Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have a lot of, like, uh, enemies or people that I, like, can't stand. But I've definitely been caught in the middle of those situations that you talked about where I have been the connective tissue between two uh, two of my friends that really dislike each other. Uh-huh. Um, and it's because, like, once upon a time, we were all friends, and then those two people had a particular falling out, don't speak to each other, but I still have relationships with them. It mm-hmm. is a really tricky thing to navigate, especially yeah. when it comes to social hangouts or yeah. events, you know? Yes. And like the the thing about like our social like our social circle, Riza, is that mm-hmm. it's a very sort of tricky circle because in what we do in the entertainment industry, a lot of our a lot of people that we know that we don't like, we're gonna run into at some mm-hmm. Business event, some entertainment uh, function, some party or whatever. So like the like the question is, like, how do you deal with people like that when you see those people at an event? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. Like I have I have those situations where it's both. It's people that I literally just do not like. So like I just don't see them. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like I I look at those people like if I'm somewhere, I just, and let me, they're not I'm sorry. there. Let me oh, let me cut you uh, by asking you, what does uh-huh. that mean that you don't people that you don't like? Like just people that we have had some type of conflict or mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, I know. So you, it's not you, unwarranted. You, it's not like, oh, this person looked at me funny. I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, you know, we have beef maybe yeah. or or we like you said. And, and the thing, the sad part about it, I feel like all these people are people that I was like tight with or like like, you know, like we were chill because there are there are there there is a couple that I'm like, you know, we were such close friends. And now, like, we stop being friends. And and sometimes these people that I stop being friends. And again, it sounds so fucking high school, but it's like they stop being friends with me because I was friends with someone. Listen, let me tell you, let me tell you this right now. All this is going to sound high school. (laughs) But let me tell you something about life in general. High school never stops happening. It doesn't. You expect you. Everybody expects yeah, uh, that they are gonna grow out of high school, like honeys, children. No, no. Venga, le digo. Yeah. High school is never going to stop happening. High, high school, school is siempre. forever. Yes. Sorry, yes. go on, right? No, no, no. It's it's so real. Um, um. So yeah. So pretty much, I would say it's it depends. And again, of course, I feel like it's like okay, obviously, like every situation is different. Sure, that's always our answer, right? But mm-hmm. like, if it's someone that I'm not friends with, like I'm thinking specifically of like someone that I was friends with, and like sometimes they are at a party because yeah. we have still so many mutual friends, and we see them and whatever. I just don't say hi to them. They don't say hi to me. We don't look at each other. I don't know if they're looking at me. I'm definitely not looking at them. Um, I don't mean it like in a negative way, like fuck you, I'm better than you. That's not the vibe at all. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like 
if we're not friends and we have nothing to help each other or like right. anything positive, then like to me, you're a ghost. You're dead. You're not here, mm. which is literally what I tell like all my exes. Like if we if I ever walk into a room and you're there, if we have to work together, I will be professional. OK, but that's it. Like we do not. There's that's it. Other than that, mira, tú estás muerto. Like you're saying like that. That's how I am. And I know like there's also like this whole new thing of like normalizing still like being like friends with your ex or like friends with your ex best all these things and it's like no like that's the whole point an ex is an ex that's how i see an ex friend an ex boyfriend or whatever like yeah ya estuvo ya estuvo and that's how i feel i'm very big on the energy and all that stuff but if it is yeah but if it is someone um that i just like kind of like more like annoying or i can't like stand then I have to, I feel like sometimes I got to be a little fake and that's just real. Like mm. I have to like, le tengo que soportar a la gente, right? Because uh-huh. sometimes, like I said, like you're in a situation and that person invited someone and it's, again, it might not be, and I also, I maybe have been that person that somebody else can no le caigo bien mm. when they invite me, a friend or whatever, but I feel like it's kind of like you just got to fucking shut up and deal with it. But I have been the person to like, be like, hey, like, it's just us girls. It's going to be these girls and these girls, whatever. We want to just do, like, us. And it's not clicky. It's just, like, like you know, maybe esta, you know, esta amiga mía wants to talk about, I don't know, maybe her divorce or, her, right. you know, the new guy that she's fucking and doesn't want to do that in front of the other person. I was going to ask, like, what if you have, like, a girl's night and one of your girls invites a girl that you're, like, not, that you had beef with? Like, what do you say there in that situation? Oh, I think my Do you tell her the know. truth? I mean, all my friends know not to do that. None of my friends would ever do that. Okay, like, great. So you have yeah, that established. I, like, yeah. And and like okay. the thing is, I don't have that many people that I don't like. That's like, mm-hmm. it's literally, I can count them with like one hand. And right. most of the time, these people stop liking me first. Mm-hmm. So like I was, it was more retroactive, honestly. Like it's right. truly me just being like defensive for myself and being like, okay, cool. This happened. Well, now I have to defend myself. Okay, cool. We're not going to be cool. Okay, great. Well, then like now I don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. But so that's how I deal with it in those situations. Right. I don't I, I know you said you don't really have a lot of that. But then how do you deal with it being that person? You know, because I feel like we're like we both have the different situation, although I have right. been you a lot, too. But I'd love to hear like how you deal. Yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to give you an example. So like I and this is like not not this is like <laughs> from my gaming world perspective. So like, okay. you know, I okay. I game I game socially, so you know I, I have the whole headset, headpiece. He games like, hard. He games you know, hard. I ga- know. I'm, I'm, I'm a gamer. What do you expect? The, for those of you listening for the first time, hi, my name's Oscar, and I'm a gamer. Uh, and <laughs> Twitchity Twitch Twitch exactly Twitch, Twitch streamer, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So, um, a a lot of the things that I do is I I game socially with a lot of friends from college, and um, I used to have a huge like gaming circle, like we would all game and talk to each other, and then there was like. Uh, discrepancy that happened during one of our gaming sessions where someone with a very like uh, strong personality like clashed with somebody else with a very strong personality mm-hmm. and they had a falling out like literally while we were gaming and so now that gaming crew has sort of fractured into a bunch of different like iterations of people so sometimes I'm, I'm gaming with one group and then I see someone else from the other group try to ask me to join and mm-hmm. I know that that's not good. So I'll text that person to be like, listen, I'm gaming right now. But just so you know, this person is here just Ooh, so they know, like, OK, you're welcome to join. I'm never going to be like, no. Yeah, but yeah. what I always say is like, I will invite you to a space. But just know that that space is open to a very hostile e- experience for you. It could potentially become hostile. And I listen, I'm not like one to like avoid the drama, really. And if there's a room to like have that conversation, by all means, have it. But mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know that potentially there could be this person is here. So uh, yeah. whether or not you want to be included in this space, that's up to you. And most yeah. of the time they're like, OK, I respect that. I'm going to let you play, play with me some other day. And th- and that's been fine. Um, the 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 part where it gets really sticky is the allegiance part. So like mm. you'll have a friend that is like, wait, I don't like this person. Why are you still friends with that person? And that sort of chuffs me because like I don't have that personal disagreement Mm -hmm. with that person. I think like the dangerous part comes with like, well, I don't like this person. So you shouldn't like this person because you're my friend. 
And it's like, well, I've I've made strong connections with both of these people. I don't have any like I'm not the kind of friend that like plays allegiances either. Like I like to stay fairly neutral in like arguments between friends. Um but there's always one that you love more. No, and you that's don't, not you don't, true. The, See, I no, please. No. That's like parents that say they don't have a favorite. But I mean, no, they all do, well, I'm not they a parent, do, so I don't know if that's true or not. You have a favorite. I don't. I will not. I never have favorites with my friends. I love them all equally. Oscar's I don't. Winking, I also don't. Oscar's ha- winking. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> winking. What? Um, I also don't have that many friends. So like me losing a friend is like, okay, well, now you I have two crazy. people to talk to. You are crazy. You have so many that's friends. That's not true. You're I have so many acquaintances. I don't have many Friends. Okay. I don't have fair, fair. I agree. Okay, fair. Um, but I yeah, think. you know, sure. like I, I. But then again, like I have also been, <laughs> dare I say, accused of uh, compartmentalizing my friendships, which is not. What do you untrue. mean by that? Well, what do you mean by that? What, what I mean by that is like someone will say, like, oh, you have your like, you have like your very specific like. Let's say like you have your gamer friends and like uh-huh. you have them in your gamer friends category and you're like Latinx friends you have in a separate category and those two will never meet. And, and a lot of the criticisms that I get from friends in certain circles is like, well, how come you never introduce me to those friends? Or like, Oh, oh I want to be friends with your queer friends. Why don't you let me be friends with your queer friends? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not the kind of person to do that work for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you yeah. want to be friends with that specific circle of friends, make the effort to invite yourself to these circles. I'm not going to do the work for you to sort of be like, okay, I'm going to, okay, so-and-so is coming to this thing. Is everyone okay with having this person? Because then I become responsible yeah. for you. Yeah. And listen, y'all know me. I, I cannot be held accountable or responsible for any damn body. You <laughs> well, know that, what I mean? That's why I was saying what I said. We're like, if, if I know that some, you know what I mean? Like, if I know that this person or whatever, this other person might not feel comfortable, then then they're like, I do feel like what you're saying. Like, it's hard, but I do feel like sometimes you have Well, to. because because here's the thing, right? Like, for example, <laughs> if you have a party and you invite me and I'm like, oh, some stranger that you've never met is also coming with me. And you're like, oh, OK. And then this person is trash. She shows up drunk, knocking shit down, like pulling on people's, I don't know pulling on people's dresses. I, I I don't know. Um, Like, then I become responsible for that person, as yeah, I yeah. should. I don't want that responsibility. Do you know Who what I mean? Who are you hanging so out that, with? Who are you hanging out with? Well, first of all, I don't dress? think, I don't, I hope <laughs> I don't have friends that are messy like that. But you never know. But you never know. You know what I mean? Yeah, they might yeah. get nervous in these social situations. They might drink a lot to, like, l- socially lube up. And then they might make a fool out of themselves, you know? Yeah. like. For example, I had um, in my old place, my roommate had a lot of parties and would invite literally anybody. It was just like mm. open house party to anybody can come. And Not of course, no. hot messes would come in and literally destroy our house. And I would mm-hmm. be like, roommate, you are responsible. You have to clean this mess. You are accountable for all of this mess that they did. You, We can't have parties like that. So yeah, I don't want to ever be that person. I don't ever want to bring an, a different energy from the energy that I have cult- spent so much work cultivating because I'm all about energies. And I am very much, I very Same. much choose to be around the people that I'm around with at a very specific time. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a different energy to like cause friction between that group. I No, I, I can't do that. I, I'm not about doing that. Yeah. But I think it's also being cognizant of like, okay, what kind of energy... Are you allowing in this circle? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you do that really well, too. I think you cultivate energies very well as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I do. That's why, like, it's 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 interesting, like talking about this. I'm like, obviously, like reliving certain situations Mm -hmm. in my brain. Like, you know, I'm not going to like say anybody's name or whatever. But it's 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 interesting because I have been in different situations as I mean, as when I was again in middle school, high school, all these things was always like a thing like, oh, you're not friends. Whatever. That's different. You know, um, and like, I feel like now as an adult, though, like, it's again, it still happens in certain situations. But like, I mean, I I've literally been friends with some people, met their friend through them. And then now I'm not friends with those people. And now I'm like, oh, that's friends with that friend that I made through them. You get Uh what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's so interesting, like the introducing to the friends and then what happens, which to me also kind of 
puts me in the world of not only the friendships back and forth relationship thing, but like becoming friends with like a significant other's friend group. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that that's, you know, like like uh, it's it's a different thing for different situations. And like I've you know, I've I've dated different people and had different situations, um, you know, so I feel like that also plays into it as well. And I've I've made friends from someone else that I knew of a friend. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm kind of still friends with them. But that's you know? so interesting because already, so you're making like sort of, you're saying that apologetically, like, but it's not your fault, Ryza, that you made <laughs> friends with your, uh, you know, your ex's friends. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. nothing bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I don't. I don't. I'm like, I'm like, I don't have that. I'm like, I feel like I have like one of those from like, mm-hmm. but it, and like, it was somebody also that like, we also kind of could have probably known each other because they were like, in the groups and the circles and all of that. Right. But it is it is so interesting to like think about how these certain people just come into our world and like become our friend from like like what we were saying, like somebody, a friend of a friend or like somehow like the mixing of the group or whatever. And then like not being friends with that other those other people. And just like, you know, it's so it's so interesting to like put that out there and and just like, you know, maybe we were supposed to sometimes what I think about, which is kind of sucks, but like and not to be dramatic, but like Maybe we were supposed to date. Maybe I was supposed to date this person to mm, to meet this to realize person. to realize that I I was gonna be friends with this person for yeah. a long time. Maybe I was supposed to be best friends with these people, and then we were gonna we had this huge friendship breakup, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm you know friends with whatever who whatever it is. But you know what's major in that though is yeah. I think the factor that we we haven't talked about, and I think that is a big deal about this conversation, is that <laughs> people change. Yeah. People change yes. all yeah. the time. And I think that it's really hard sometimes for people to let go of that, or sometimes they feel obligated to be friends with someone, I mean, fairly toxic, that they've known mm-hmm. their entire lives because like, yeah. oh, no, 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 Patricia, like, oh, she's like my friend from childhood. Like, I can't yeah. not be friends anymore, but she's like a hot mess toxic as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. I think we need to normalize change and like yes. defriending people and like purging friendships as well. I like, agree. I think that's I totally okay. And, but a lot of people don't think that. Mm-mm. No, no. And I've, I've said this before earlier, like at some point in the podcast, but we were like, I'm like, I feel like the pandemic definitely like made me think about friendships and reevaluate the energy and how I want to spend my time when I am back out in these streets and who I say yes to and who Mm -hmm. I jump, I jump when they say, you know, can you do this? Or, you know, I say how high, whatever that is, because that's how I am with my friendships. I'm like ride or die. Like I will do anything that I can for you. I will say yes to you to help you self-tape an audition, even though I'm on my way to the gym and I'm exhausted because I just got off a flight from Miami the day before. And I, you know, I've done that. I did it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I do for my best friends and for people that I love. But before it was a little bit more for everybody and I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm also like, and I'm also like, I think it's okay to like, think back about a friendship and be like, okay, like it didn't work we're not friends. Yeah. It's not that we don't like each other. We just don't care for each other, which is a different thing. And it's okay to reach out to that person. If somebody passes away, maybe, and you want to reach out to them, it's okay to reach out to them. If you hear something amazing happen to them, one of their goals that, you know, they talked to you about maybe 10 years ago when you were friends with them or whatever that is, because, and I'm saying these things because these things have happened. And I'm like, you know what? Put your pride aside let that person know you're happy for what happened or let that person know, um, you know, you're sending them condolences and whatever. And I have right. done that. Like I will, I can say it, I have done it. And I, it's so hard. Cause you feel a little bit like a loser. Like you're like <laughs> lowering yourself. No, but it's true because it. I'm a, I'm a it, fucking yeah. Taurus and I'm so fucking prideful and stubborn mm, well, for stubborn, so many things. Stubborn for sure. And like, I mean, yeah, like I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not too prideful. Thank God. I'm like, I say that I am, but like, I think like, you're not, I, clock I don't think myself. you are. I think you're more stubborn. That's, that's your, that's the Taurus. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And so I think like, I've really opened myself and of course, like with therapy and all those other things and talking about things and mm-hmm. talking things with friends, like I'm like at the point where like, I am open to like, just like maybe becoming friends or just being more friendly with other people or whatever that is, or just like being okay now. If I do see them somewhere, again, we don't need to have a conversation. Right. But maybe we just look at each other, acknowledge, 
smile, move on. But I think that's that's the mature thing to do. I think that's what grown folk do. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, but I also do want to say that it's okay to completely close the book off of someone. Like I, for I sure. like a 100% reach out for achievements and the loss and stuff like that. But don't feel guilty about not reaching out as well. If you have, if it was like a really toxic relationship and you just don't want to entangle yourself in all that drama, regardless of what's going on in their lives, it is okay to close that book and seal it forever and ever. It is done. Mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. to dip back into a, a potentially traumatic experience again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, like, yeah, I think, it, there's something like, I think we do tend to like um, glamorize that sort of like, well, I'm going to reach out and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's totally okay to be like, regardless of what they're doing with their lives, I am, I have moved so far away that I do not need to exactly. address them or talk to them or even acknowledge them. I, total, I totally think that's fine. We're mm-hmm. made to feel guilty for feeling that way. But I think for our mental health and for our benefits, it's okay to say no. And yeah. move on and keep it moving. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's, it's you know, yeah. And again, I'll say it again. I think everybody is placed in your life for a fucking reason. That's like true. whether whether it's a negative or a positive in the end of the day, like it flips to me to a fucking positive because I'm like, yeah, like I everything had to happen for me to be who I am and where I am with who I am and all mm-hmm. of that around me. So I definitely you know, it's like, it is what it is. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. And I think it's also like time as well. Just because you were friends or just because you dated does not mean that you need to attach those old feelings to these Mm -hmm. new people. You know what I mean? Like let those old, let those old feelings die because they they died for a reason. You know what I mean? So I think that's totally okay. Yeah. RIP old feelings. (laughs) RIP old feelings. D-E-P. Love that. Love that. Love that. that. Well, I think this was a really healthy conversation, right? Don't you? It was. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very like purged, you know? Yeah. But, but I have a question though. One more time. Uh I am your favorite. Oh my God. Of course you are. Like now that the boys are not on the Of course. Well, don't tell the boys, but of course you have always been my favorite and continue to be my favorite. Okay, good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. (laughs) But people listening, don't tell Carlos or Tony, please. Yes, please Uh, do not tag them on this episode and be like, mira lo que dijo Raisa. It'll be our secret. Uh, And and Raisa, I'm your favorite, right? Like, let's be real. I mean, Oscar. Listen, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. That's right. We're the Silver Lake couple. We're the Silver Lake couple. That's right. Like everybody always thinks that me and you are a couple. That's all true. The time. People... <laughs> You're never, you've never been straighter than standing next to me. Very true. Like, I, here's the thing. We are very <laughs> photogenic together. Yeah. We're hot together. We're a we hot are. couple. We're a hot couple. Anyway. Yeah. But let's, <laughs> let's reminisce about our relationship with a nice little cafecito break. What do you say? Mm, yes, a little iced one. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. An iced cafecito <laughs> for sure. Dale. Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back from our cafecito break. <laughs> Slurpity slurp with oh. the iconic. The, okay, listen, listen, y'all. Oh, yeah. We are in <laughs> the presence of royalty today because, <laughs> I mean, I can't. Oscar's got the vapors. I mean, I honestly, mean... <laughs> where are the smelling salts? I need them right now. Okay, she is legendary, iconic. A New York drag staple. I mean, the influential, 
the transcendent peppermint is here with us. I am truly <laughs> dying to let's give uh, Oscar a second. Uh, to... Yeah, let's okay. Because here's here's the thing, peppermint. Hi, first of first all, of all hello. You... Yeah, she's just hello. Like, <laughs> now let, let her let her respond, Oscar. Let her respond. Okay, now secondly, your turn again, Oscar. Okay. Secondly, peppermint. You yeah. don't know me. You don't know I exist. I oh my God. love you so much. <laughs> and I've loved you way back in the day when I was oh. in New York at Barracuda Ooh. living for you. I mean, <laughs> Peppermint, I, this is, I mean, I don't want to, I'm fangirling so hard right now because this is very and special. I and love I love every minute of it, darling. I'm not going to tell you to stop. I was going to ask you to keep going. We just have 25 minutes of this. I is, love that, it. is that okay? okay. Yeah. I, truly, I, yeah. honestly, honestly. Peppermint, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and taking the time to talk with SAP. You are very much loved here. Uh, hmm. I love you so much. Peppermint, how are you? <laughs> I'm, well, after that, <laughs> we're, we're, I could have been like, uh, I'm all right. No, I'm great. Yeah, um, that. I'm fabulous. I feel great. I'm excited to be here with you all finally. Um, yeah. And I'm so excited to to see all of your smiling faces. Yes. Thank you for being here. We know that you are very busy and we love to see it. So, I mean, I just want to like get straight up into it. Like what is going on with Peppermint? Because you are busy. What is what's Honey, happening? <laughs> she's booked and black. Hey. We love um, it. <laughs> it has been, you know, after, look, obviously this past year was a lot for all of us. And so during the pandemic, I wasn't quite sure exactly. I was like, am I going to have to go into a new career path? I don't know. Um, but luckily, fortunately, I was able to continue and keep things rolling and um, even take a little time to work on some personal stuff and create some of my own stuff that I wanted to do. Like, I guess you could call them passion projects. And and now I'm the the industries that stopped are, are starting to bubble back up again. And so um, people are creating content and film things are starting and even theatrical things are, are st- slowly starting to resume. And so the zombies are starting to wake up yeah. and I'm excited. Um, and so I'm feeling great. Love that. <laughs> I think it's crazy that it's been, we're starting to have the the anniversary, the year anniversary of where we were. <gasps> I just had my birthday and I'm like, <laughs> like how we were. And emotionally. we're still in it. <laughs> yeah. Slightly better. I know. Yeah, it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah. We're still in Couldn't it, leave yeah. the apartment last year. Now at least there's some things outside. Yeah. That yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did you celebrate? You, I'm like, yeah, you had to I think we celebrate all a birthday. I'm like, right. We're at the point where everybody did celebrate. A pe- yeah. yeah, everybody. Yeah, well, because, we all had a birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, because, but now we're getting to the, <laughs> Mm-hmm. celebrate your second pandemic birthday because mm-hmm. some some of these early in the beginning of the year people they didn't they didn't get that first I didn't, pandemic I didn't birthday. I did I'm in January I was so I've only had oh, one so I hope, I hope we're not going to be in January all these January None February people I'm, I'm yeah. over it <laughs> wait yeah. how did you spend your uh, pandemic birthday peppermint yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, don't be shady, honey. Um, like fingers crossed, it's still not growing by the next one. Yeah. It's true. No, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I spent the same place I spent before the and after was on my couch. Um, I I was um, had Red Lobster Ooh. with my um, assistant del- delivered. Um, my assistant lives in LA. Um, his name's Raif, and he's also a producer on my show. And so okay. um, we had re- lo- lobster and seafood um, and the whole oh. supreme meal or whatever that thing's called. The biscuits. You had to have the Yeah, the biscuits, honey. You know I had a couple extra biscuits. Because every time I go, I take a Ziploc. I take a Ziploc, and I don't care. I don't care if I'm wearing my Chanel purse. I'm still taking a Ziploc. Oh, those cheese biscuits are going in the purse. Yeah, they're going in the purse. And I don't care. And my friends were embarrassed last time, and no. I was like, "Oh, whatever." Like, that's this, no. They this. aren't your friends then. Don't guys, they're, they're not. Because I don't even get a, pl- a ziploc. I will roll them things up <laughs> in a napkin <laughs> and just eat it right out. Like, I don't care what. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. that good. 
Oh, yeah. They're so good when you get home. You smoke a little joint or whatever. And then I'm like, mm, munchies, biscuits, hey. more biscuits. Not like I had 19 at the restaurant. Sorry, got too excited. I know. I just got like Oscar oh. introducing you, but about the biscuits. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Cheddar Bay but, biscuits mm-hmm. are going to be our guest next week. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> so you had Red Lobster with your assistant and producer. Yeah, so we had Red Lobster, and we just talked and just, you know, just talked. And it was nice, you know. Um, and then, you know, but I didn't I didn't do, I didn't leave the house. And this was in January, and so there was, I mean, I guess it was kind of cold in New York to, to really be trying to go do anything. Yeah. Um, but the, we were just coming back into, in January, we were coming back into, like, another wave. I don't know if anybody remembers. It was starting up again, and so it was kind of like, oh, here we go again. Um and so, yeah, I I hope that January of 2022 Two. won't be, um, mm-hmm. that none of us will be right. in the same situation. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I know. me too. God. Peppermint, we all live in L.A., but you're in New York. How has mm-hmm. the pandemic been in New York City? Only because I'm from New York originally. Um, and to where? me, I, I can't even even where? Mm-hmm. Is that what you? Oh, I'm from where, uh, Brooklyn. honey? Where? I'm from Park so. Where? Give <laughs> us Brooklyn? the I'm Park Slope. I'm Park Slope, baby. Yeah, I know. I'm a I've never, never seen him. So flustered. I mean, you don't understand. Like y'all don't. Like y'all don't really understand. <laughs> no, we understand. <laughs> no, no, y'all don't. No, it seems like y'all understand, but y'all don't understand. I mean, Oscar, like you know, y'all don't understand. Okay, so here's here's a fun fact. Okay, here's a fun fact. So I went to college with a drag race (laughs) alum, Thorgy Thor, and Thorgy Thor and I, we lived lived together for a long time. We're very close. Um, He's, you know, in that drag race family. But we would go out every every single night and watch shows. Barracuda was the place to be. Back in the day, seeing you perform, it was like truly iconic, life cha- truly life-changing, honestly, because it was so great to be around gay POC and celebrate that. At, I mean, Barracuda specifically was very... Barracuda's was my like favorite gay bar For me, anyway, time. I didn't know any other place that I like, love it. <laughs> yeah, it was a great place. Is that where you started, Peppermint? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, when I first got to New York, um, in the 90s, I started working at a club called The Tunnel, which is infamously the club that was written about and the kind of central, the setting for the um, Clubland murders that happened with oh. Michael Alec, um and oh. Angel um, that, that were later become the story Party Monster, the movie, but the book Disco Bloodbath. If you like the Party movie, Monster. read the book Disco Bloodbath. Not yeah, and don't read. I mean, the book Party Monster is good, but the book Disco Bloodbath by James St. James. Um, Ooh, anyway, yeah, that's first so time I was, count. Yeah, I was there. Um, I got there the next year. That happened in 1996, mm. and I got um, New York uh, to la- end of 1997. So this is like Michael Alex was still free. <laughs> uh, the, the people were still doing just drugs. Just like people would like stop and be like, "Let me smoke this crap." Like, it was just, like, whatever. Casual. You know, that was New York. People were doing drugs on the street. It was, you didn't know if you were going to have sex or get killed when you were going out to the club. And that was the way we liked it. (laughs) And so um, that's (laughs) when I got here. And so the first club I worked, I worked at all of the big, the thing that was in style back then was, like, big clubs. Like, major, like, things that took up the whole block. And so there was, like, places called the Limelight. And there was... Uh, of course, the tunnel and Twilo. The tunnel, Earth. yes. Um, there was, uh, you know, Club USA. There was like all these clubs, um, and and then eventually, after Rudy Giuliani and after nine yeah. eleven, things got a. Um, they just changed, and then it became about smaller clubs and bars and things like that. But I I worked at all of them, and then um, eventually when. It went from the big clubs then to the yes. medium clubs, a place called Splash. Oh my which was like God. The only Splash. 24, it was the only gay bar that was gay oh. seven days a week. Yeah. And I worked oh, there. Let's take me back. And then um, I also worked at a drag restaurant called Lips. Uh, and that was where I 
but there's lips in California too. Oh, there's, I was like, I like is, that name. Yeah. I've never heard of that, but yeah. like, oh my God, listen, hey bitches, meet me at lips tonight. Like, oh my God, I love, I want right, to say that. Right? I love it. And also since I have like no lips, I just want to say it, you know, because like no lips. I'm like, uh, I need, I need to learn, I need to learn how to, how to do the, too. yeah, I'm like, I need to learn how to do the better, better lip liner, like the drag queens. Cause let me tell you, mine is terrible. Yeah, put it over, draw a mustache I, and I'm, then fill it in. I mean, I, yeah. uh, listen, we've got, we've got a mustache sometimes in the pandemic too. So girl, okay. in and out of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Fair. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted yeah. you. So you were talking about lips. No, no, it's all good. The um, so then I then I eventually worked at Barracuda. So probably around two thousand and um, five is when I started. Five or six is when I started working at Barracuda. Wow! Oh my gosh! Do you miss those days? Oh yeah! I mean, they were so much fun, and it was really like you would do. You were going out just for mm-hmm. the to seeking adventure. I, I don't know if it's my age or just the the, the way we. I don't think we seek thrilling things like that anymore. We're just like looking for whatever mm-hmm. like we like or whatever we already know. Mm-hmm. But like back then it was like, we're going to explore the city and see what's up. And it's going to be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like that's the feeling that you wanted to have. You know, if there's no adrenaline <laughs> in it. I don't want it. Also like those days you didn't have uh, mm-hmm. apps and, and computers in your pocket. Like you had to see, you had to go out to meet people and yeah. have these adventures. Mm-hmm. I remember every single week at the club, Girl, there would be there, p- these people that were there that this per- this person that always comes through, like, I don't know, with like a yellow costume <laughs> with a bird on their head. And I did not know their name, but they were there every single Friday by the front. And I would see them every single week. And then we'd chat, chit chat for a few minutes and then they would disappear. And then at the end of the night, I'd be like, oh, hey, girl. And she'd be like, hey. And I'd be like, see you next week. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her name. I would see her next week. She was uh-huh. there every week. And that's what we would look forward to. You. Like you had this camaraderie. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, I will see you next week. And I will, and we will. And everybody was there. And we didn't have each other's name, number, mm-hmm. any of that. But we would, it was like this connection. And so I think that's what feels a little different these days, you know? Right, yeah. Like yeah. a stronger sense of community. There was like a palpable mm-hmm. sense there. Yeah, yeah very much. Um, I wanted to ask you about Drag Race. Because obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I will say... Tony and Oscar are the drag race um, expertise of the podcast. Uh, But I saw that um, you were the first out trans contestant to be cast. And I thought that was one amazing, super cool. You know, it's always it's always nice to be recognized, you know, for being the first of something, obviously. Um, You know, how was your experience on drag race when you were on it, which I believe it was Mm -hmm. season nine, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how was yeah. that going in? Like, you know, were you like ready for like the drama or were you just like, I'm a focus, I'm a work and that's it? <laughs> I thought I was going to be I thought I was like, these bitches are going to fight me. I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, very much ready for to, just to be attacked, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and going into it, you know, the season before mine, there was a lot of controversy about trans contestants and and whether RuPaul could or should say the words, some words that refer to trans folks on the show and whether they should. There was a whole section about um, of the show that was um, related to getting their mail every day, the new information every day that was a word that's now derogatory to considered derogatory to some oh. folks in the trans community. And so, so there was, that was just like up in the show and it did feel kind of like, okay, this doesn't feel like it should be in the show. And so there was a lot of conversation. I remember so many of the gays were so upset, honey. They're like, don't you tell us we can't say that. Oh my TR, God. Blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. word. And I was like, Oh Lord, honey. And so <laughs> that was before my season, like during the year of my season before I auditioned and got onto the show. And so oh, wow. when I was going to the show, I was like, okay, this is not going to be very smooth. Um, and I didn't know like what to expect. And I think a lot of people were saying that, you know, trans can, trans women don't, what, a weird thing started happening when we were here is like, if you're transgender and you're doing drag, then you're cheating because you have s- surgery and you're cheating because it's about looking like a woman, not really being a woman. And if you are a woman, then it's boring. And so we don't want that. 
And so that's what we were hearing. So that's why I was like, okay, I kind of internalized that and was like, okay, I have to be strategic about this. And, um, and so that's how I kind of went in and I was like real skeptical of everybody, but it wasn't only five minutes later, I realized, (laughs) okay, these queens, (laughs) half of the people on my season were, are identified as non-binary. Um, and so the conversation very quickly was so open and I love all those queens and Oh, I love that. And also to talk about that show, I mean, you made a monument, you made history, not only being the first out trans person on in the cast, but you were officially, I want to say the first official lip sync assassin of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, someone's a super fan of the show, aren't they, darling? Oh, you thought I was kidding. Oh, you thought I was kidding? Why did you miss it? Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. Oscar had to put that background because mm-hmm. in the back, it's just pictures of you, Peppermint. Yeah, it, it would have been scary. It would have been scary. It would have been scary, and I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare you. I got a stalker. Yay, my first stalker. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the term lip sync assassin was not something that was talked about every season like mm-hmm. it seems to be now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time it was ever really mentioned was with Chad Michaels on um, All Stars, and uh, and Chad referred to herself as a lip sync assassin just conversationally, but she wasn't like giving herself like this title, and it wasn't like that. There, I just love how it seems. It's now people take for granted that they think that. Every season has a lip sync assassin because right, that's exactly. not my opinion. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, you know, but um, Ru- RuPaul herself called me the lip sync assassin of the season. Okay, and and I never called myself that, and so I feel right. pretty cool. You know, it's a nice little um, recognition. You know, I I felt extremely comfortable having to go on stage. I was like, if this is how the show has to play out then bring it on because I am okay with this. Now, making dresses out of like, you know, aprons and stupid <laughs> stuff, no. But this, I'm good with. <laughs> yeah, that sounds hard. <laughs> For real. You were so, I mean, you were so, you're such a performer. I think that that's your, that's your superpower. You know, you just know how to perform. You, and you know how to like draw people and you have a warm energy about you. I, and, you know, off, I assume off the stage because duh, I'm talking to you now and you, you still radiate that energy. Um, and in terms of performance and drag, because now I think we're like moving towards a more like aesthetic area of drag. And that is 100% valid, of course, but people are sort of forgetting the art form of drag performance of lip syncing, right? How important would you say performance and lip syncing is in terms of the drag sort of package um listen when i was it's it's not necessarily new there was and i don't even know if i would consider this a slur maybe i don't know how i like it but we we categorized queens were categorized even when i was like a youngin doing drag back in the day back in the 90s (laughs) um the uh, you know we had comedy queens and we had campy queens and we had we girls that we called S and M girls, which were stand and model people that did not perform. They were just S and M stand and model. Oh wow! Um, and so the, that kind of element already it did exist, you know. So it's it's not necessarily um, that different. However, there are certainly a lot of people who I think that the notion or the, I guess the back in the day the S&M queens were very much aware that they were not performers and made the choice to not be performers and that they were aware because they were in a realm where the predominant um, sort of uh, mode of drag was, was it was through performance. And so even the S&M queens knew, okay, I'm not going to be the main girl here because it's about performance in this mm. space. And so I will do the door. I will be the one who just walks through the thing. Um and so th- I don't want to say they knew their place, but they knew how they could contribute in a way that was complementary to everything that was happening. I think now there are people who are straight up just get on Instagram and think that just because they know how to do some makeup, they're going to be the best at performing, <laughs> even if they've never performed, oh, wow. you know? Um, and I think that there, there are some people that might kind of uh, make that mistake, Um on or off of drag race. I just think it just happens. Um, and, and so that's, you know, that's unfortunate, but 
because I do think that drag is not even even if it's not drag, performing is. I think performing is just the art of communication. Just you're communicating mm-hmm. with. It's like a language. You're communicating with the people who are watching you, your audience. If it's if it's live theater, then it's definitely communication because you're putting out energy and sing, sending something, and then they're giving it back. And then you you do use that, and it's like cycle. Um, and so that's where I really thrive. It's just like connecting with people and communicating with people. Like that's that that part is my superpower. Not necessarily the performance, but the communication aspect of it. Um, and I do think there's a lot of people who are just bad communicators, and I don't think that they make good performers. Oh yeah, I can give you a list of a bunch of bad male communicators <laughs> if you want them, government. Oh I got God. you. Oh honey, I got. It. I probably. <laughs> We should compare and let lists yeah. because it's probably the same people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were saying about live theater and performing. Uh, you're not only historic in drag race history, but you're also Broadway Hell yeah. history, right? You were the first out trans person to originate a role on Broadway. <laughs> that is huge. <laughs> I mean, drag race is huger, I want to say. No, no. Can you talk about that? <laughs> Can you talk about the Broadway experience? Yeah, it was a great experience. Broadway. <laughs> it was a great experience. It was um very special. It was uh it was stressful. It was mm. crazy. It was fun. It was exciting. Um it was great to be a part of the Broadway family. I did a show called Head Over Heels, which kind of like Shakespeare meets 80s rock and roll. And um and it was a very, the, the story of the show and, and the, the messages in the show were very, all about inclusivity and body positivity, queerness, um, diversity, and all those things. Things that most of the Broadway, the typical Broadway audience, honestly, is not really interested in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so it, it felt like we were a little bit of like renegades in, in, the, in that space. Uh, the show, it didn't, it was not a, like a smash hit. It didn't, it, obviously it closed before the pandemic. Um, and so I, like exactly a year before the pandemic. Um, and so we didn't really, you know, I don't know that we made the impact that some people thought we would make. I do think that if the show opened, had opened after 2020, then people would have had a different kind of, um, re- pers- it would have resonated differently. Is there an opportunity for um, that to happen or no? No, I don't think so. I mean, I would love for it to. I think if it did come back, then they would. It would mean. I mean, gosh, it's so interesting. Like live shows are so expensive to do, you know, and to do. I think I don't know. And there is, there is, it is released. There is a website that like tracks how much each show makes and how much each show, but their budget and everything. But I think by the time we were just a few months in, we were like thirty or forty million dollars invested in the show just in a few months in. And so it's expensive wow. um, to pay everyone. And unlike watching a, like a TV show, which is obviously millions of dollars, you film it and you edit it and then it's done and yeah. you can play it a million times mm-hmm. and you keep charging for it. But with us, every single like new idea and every single thought has a paycheck attached to it. And every time that happens. And so um, it was, it was really interesting to see, you know, for, I think we had 20 people in our cast, but there was a, like, probably like another 30 people mm. backstage. Um, Ooh. so there's like 50 there's... people in this little area who are, that's 50 paychecks. And those are the people that are on stage. Mm. Um, and so it's just so expensive. I can't imagine that anyone would, would put that money. I think even the only shows that are like going to fly back to Broadway are Hamilton mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and that's, and that's because they had productions, but at the time that the thing closed, they had a production in damn near every city, every country. Yeah. Um, and so they have a lot of extra money, but there's not a lot of Broadway shows that could withstand what happened, like yeah. the pandemic. I was just about to watch Hades Town literally when it everything shut down, and I was like, in "Am New I going to get my money back?" Yeah. <laughs> yes. Literally, I bought the tickets and everything. It was that week that it shut down. I was like, "What? What? What? That was 
those are very expensive tickets. Do I get a pass? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gone. Yeah. They're gone. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> they're gone. No, I got it back. No, you got I got it back. back. I got it back. I'm just kidding. I'm just but kidding. there was a little bit. <laughs> There's so. a little bit of that scare. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh my gosh. Um, Peppermint. Before we go, I want to make sure that we give you a chance to plug anything that has recently come out or anything that will be coming out. Um, you know, any any shows, any tours, anything that people can keep an eye on. Absolutely. People should keep their eyes peeled for Nubia, um, Nubia Amplified, which is uh, myself, Bibi Zahar Benet, Bob the Drag Queen, Monique Hart and Shea Coulee, uh, five fabulous drag queens, uh, Black drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race franchise. Uh, we are producing our own tour. Right now, since the tours are still on hold, we're doing a, a, um, a live extravaganza uh, that people will be able to see on, you know, on, on Amazon, I think. Um, oh, and wow. so that's, that's, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, I'm also, people should keep their ears out for um, my new remix album that just dropped. It's the remix version of my album called A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers, which is all about my relationships and the men who have done me wrong. Mm. <laughs> and... mm. Make money off them, so Peppermint. Out. Make money Hello, off those honey. motherfuckers. <laughs> it's true, honey. So buy it up, y'all. Yes. Um, and so that's out now. And I we just put a... Um, we just submitted the short film because we did a visual album that's a short film of the the, the albums and the songs um, to, to the uh, Cannes Film Festival. And so, oh my God. Okay, we'll okay. See oh, you said that so much. Oh, she's all like, you know, she's international. Okay. 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 You know, you know, Con, wow. Sunset Boulevard, Con, Hollywood, you know, same difference. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. And, um, okay. Well, yeah, for sure. Everybody make sure that you guys uh, are keeping, you know, up to date with all things peppermint. Before you, before we mm-hmm. go as well, I want to make sure that you know if you're ever in LA once stuff opens up uh, we'd love to have you at one of our SAP shows but also Oscar hosts uh, the biggest show at UCB. I do. That I is host called, a drag show. Yes, it's UCB drag show uh, but it's like a hot, 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 hot mess. Um, Nicole, Nicole <laughs> Thank Barrier. you. I wouldn't know. Say no, that, but, but okay, sure. No, no it's kidding. a hot mess. No, no, no. In the best way, though. Like, like you, like you need to like, <laughs> like everybody is just so fire. Like I die. Like I can't stop laughing and be entertained. Um, but also, you know, Nicole Byer judges this sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. so Oscar, uh, Oscar won't plug himself, so I'm plugging himself for yeah. you. Um, it's basically oh. sold out every time. Yeah, so I love. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like we'll go but together. Any- yeah, you know, I will just to well, yes, you definitely need to come to LA and <laughs> you know. Thank you for the invite. We, we just need to hang out, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> number one. But number two, I know for a fact that you are a big horror movie person, mm-hmm. yes? What are some... I'm also a huge horror mm. person as well. What are some of your favorite horror movies? <sighs> well, okay, so my favorite genre is zombies. My favorite zombie movie is Return of the Living Dead, George A. Romero. Of course. Um, oh it's God. just so campy and scary. Um, I mm. love, of course, in the zombie genre, I love 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later. Mm. Um, I love uh, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead, uh, the new, the, yes. the remake. Um, Dawn the of remake. The Dead. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, yeah. God. I might watch that tonight. It's too great. But, um, and then, uh, but then the I think the best horror movie I've ever seen is one I never want to see again. Well, the best one that I would see again is um, The Conjuring, which... Everybody knows it's a great movie. But the best one that I never want to see again is Hereditary. Don't see it, honey. It will get Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will never see that again. All right. Don't do it. Well, no, I'll listen. It's I'm I'm never gonna watch it now. Good. I screamed reading the plot description. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. I respect that. It's not like I'm like, it's like when people hate watch a show and they're like, you gotta watch no, it. And I'm no. like, okay. And I'm like, why? No, no, why? it's a movie, it's a movie that will change yeah, you. Exactly. It's psychological. Yeah. <laughs> It'll change no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yikes. Oh my gosh. Dale, pues. Well, obviously then, yes. When you are in LA, you got to roll through. We will not watch that movie. We will watch some of we'll uh, get Drag some biscuits. Race. We'll get some cheddar biscuits. Mira, yo lo, te lo, lo voy a estar todo planeado, okay? Yes, mami. <laughs> that means I'm a, that means I'm a planning for you. Um, like like but it. yeah, so can you let, can you let everybody know um, your handles where they can follow you at? Yeah, Peppermint247 everywhere. Hey, oh. love that. <laughs> Easy. And you guys can follow us at Spanish Aki Presents on Instagram at Spanish Aki on Twitter. You can follow me at Raisa Licea on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at, of course, it's Carlos on Instagram. And you can follow me at Ozimo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at SNM.com. And that stands for Stand and Muppet. <laughs> Oh, and that, always, that always. I would definitely call you that. Yeah. That's, that's my drag yeah. style. <laughs> you are. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You are. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm at the Tony Rodrigue and also at Barbafella, my real Barbara drag Fella persona. Kind of yeah. A- yeah. 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 Uh, and check out Spanish to Key Presents on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, the Series XM app, or wherever you listen. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find out about the show. Peppermint, thank you so much. Thank You're you so such much, a delight man. and such a talent. And yes. oh, thank you, everyone. So great to have you. Incredible. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Dale. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.